You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, welcome to episode 34 of the 515 Podcast, and a happy, very happy new year, John. Yes. Uh, It's been a few weeks since we were able to get back together, uh, as I expected would happen right before we were (laughs) supposed to record last week. Uh, you called and canceled on me. Yeah, I did. Sorry Very about rude. That. I, Sorry. I'm over it though. Um, what for those who may not have heard? Yeah. By the way, John, how are you doing this today? I'm good, man. I'm awesome. Great. Yeah. You look a little sleepy, but I am. <laughs> I am. So what's been going on? Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm a dad. Whoa. Yeah. So for the listeners, okay. the reason why I canceled on Jason is I got a call as I was about to head over to, to record last week that my wife was being. Uh, asked to go straight over to the hospital and be induced uh, mm. because her blood pressure was at a place that wasn't great. Yeah. So a little, little scary at first, but it was really, really okay. They were just being careful. Um, and so last Wednesday night, they induced Lauren, and then uh, a very, very long night uh, led to a beautiful, healthy baby boy uh, at 8.38 last Thursday morning. Oh, that is a and long night. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so she was induced at 5, and, and he wow. was born at 8.30. So a uh, very long night, um, but uh, God was good and, and took care of us and was with us through all of that. Um, but also, it is continued to be a long week Um, my wife had some complications um, from some of the medicine and Mm -hmm. things like that that gave uh, she has these severe headaches now and so if she is laying down she's okay but if she's standing up it's like nightmarish and so she's been fighting that a little bit so anyways we were in the hospital for a really extended period of time we actually were discharged last Saturday had to go back to the ER Saturday night and then we continued to stay there until um, Tuesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. I lose track of the days. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. night, we finally got home again and spent our first night uh, at home as a family uh, awesome. together. So little baby Luke Wesley is a champ, and he's seven days old already, which is crazy. Um, and he is beautiful. He weighed seven pounds, uh, 13 ounces, um, and he's he's awesome. He's, he's keeping mom and dad up at night, yeah, but, but uh, it's okay. Um, but Lauren is already on the mend. She's a little bit better today. And so I just want to tell everyone, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. We had, uh, so many people reach out to us and caring for us and praying. And, um, it was, it was a beautiful and stressful and up and down week. Um, but man, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that God would, um, would trust Lauren and I to be parents of, of a little <laughs> human being. Um, That's awesome. I'm sure your phone was blowing up yeah. the entire yeah. uh, span of that week. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, because of how Lauren was, yeah. uh, first of all, I was trying to communicate anyways, and then because of how Lauren was, I was really trying to bring all communication mm-hmm. through me and, and then, you know, care for both of them. And anyway, so it was crazy. So, but uh, yeah. It'll be. I'll probably take some more time off. Um, okay. As, as Lauren gets on the on the men, but um, we'll still continue with these conversations and some other things going on. I'll, I'll be back preaching soon. I don't okay. know exactly when, yeah. but um, it it may be next week. I think I am preaching next week, no matter what. But then I may take another week off or so. But uh, we'll we'll flesh all that out as we go. All but right. yeah. So anyways, it it feels like it's been forever since I've been with you, Jason, yeah. and uh, excited to jump back in now. Since uh, I missed Sunday, we're not going to talk uh, so detailed about what's going on with uh, Chris's sermon in the vine mm-hmm. and what Scott preached in the sanctuary. 
Although I will say they covered something that I'm very familiar with, and that's the Covenant Wesley Covenant service. It's something that we typically do each New Year, um, the first Sunday of the New Year. Um, and I want to talk about that just for a little bit. I think that would be helpful for us and something that I can encourage our folks. Yeah, that's cool. With. I didn't know if it was actually kind of a customary thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of became evident that it was. So yeah. let's, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Reason for that. And, and many, of your, uh, many of our listeners or many of our church folks would recognize the Wesley Covenant Prayer because mm-hmm. we've used it several times. We've used it in the Movements of Grace mm-hmm. series. Uh, we we, we kind of held, we tagged that as some of, one of our big prayers as God was growing us in holiness. And so bits of that should sound familiar. If you've never been in a um, sanctuary, like full liturgy of the covenant service, then you've seen bits and pieces of it in other ways, I would would suspect. But this uh, service has been around since 1755. John Wesley put it into play. Um, He actually did it in like August. And and since uh, the more modern uh, practice right now is that it would be either the watch service, which is, I won't go into it too far, but mm-hmm. it's on New Year's Eve. It's like a two or three hour prayer service where they're um, preparing for the new year and praying for God's um, presence and deliverance and that he would uh, do something new through his people. And so many churches still do the watch mm-hmm. service, um, but traditionally they've, they've, uh, that, that's been something that's been around in the Methodist church. Um, or also modern practice and what we do is, is usually the first Sunday of the new year uh, to, to kind of hold on this as a renewal of our covenant with God um, and to look at that, those traditions that come through the Methodist Church, but also these biblical traditions that we hold to be true. Wesley would actually use it whenever he would go and meet with another society. So John Wesley couldn't be everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. So as he's starting to kind of birth this movement, he's traveling around and meeting with these these groups. And so he would every time he would come and meet with society, he may not have been them, been with them for quite some time or... Um, there's a lot of new members, and so they would go through this covenant service because it's a it's an action, it's a worship, a celebration of kind of rejoining ourselves to God and reminding us of who we are and, and whose we are and, and how yeah. God, how our relationship with God uh, fits into all of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's kind of the practice that we see uh, for a while. Now, um, we see a lot of biblical understandings for this, and so I just want to lift up a couple of them. And then I think we want to talk a little bit about some New Year's resolutions because this fits into that conversation really well. Yeah, it really does dovetail yeah, together. Yeah. So one, I want to look at uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm chapter 50. This is a kind of a renewal of a covenant, and you could look at many other texts. I, I could have lifted up Deuteronomy, 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles, Jeremiah. All of these are renewals of covenants where either kings or rulers of Israel are kind of renewing this covenant, reminding the people of what the relationship with God actually means, where have we gone astray, mm-hmm. uh, and where is the need to come back? And so um, the, the question would be, why do we need to do this? Why do we need to be reminded of our covenant? Well, the psalmist in Psalm 50, writing to his people, says this, But you, the wicked person, God says, what right have you to recite my laws, to take my covenant on your lips? You hate my instruction and cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you join with him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue to deceit. You sit and testify against your brother and slander your own mother's son. When, when you did these things and I kept silent, you thought I was exactly like you. But I now arraign you and set my accusations before you. Consider this, you who forget God, and I will forget you with no one there to rescue you. So that sounds harsh and it's crazy. The psalmist, again, is 
is writing prophetically and writing in a bold way of trying to remind his people and God really speaking through the psalmist mm-hmm. of those ways in which we turn away from God. And so the, the reason why it's so important for a New Year's kind of understanding is that at this turn of the year, we're reminding ourselves of the many ways in which we are deceitful and we can move in the other direction. We can look after what's good for us and not look at that calling that is in our life and that relationship with God. Um, I know that to be really true. Um, I, I, I may talk a little bit uh, here soon about um, I, I realized something this past week that I'm really good or I have been re- recently really good at at, at uh, praising God in, in the high moments mm-hmm. and forgetting about his provision when things are crappy yeah. and, and losing that. And that's really what the psalmist is talking about. Man, you forgot your relationship. And you think that in those times when God doesn't um, correct you when you do something wrong, that he's just like you and it's okay. We, In other words, we justify the things yeah, that we do. That's and true. So, yeah, and so that's what the psalmist is talking about. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, one other text I wanted to lift up is 1 Peter chapter 1. Now, this is the calling from the apostle to be holy, to, um, to remember what God has done in Jesus Christ, that the new covenant in Jesus has been sealed by the blood of Jesus. He gave himself up for us, laying his life down on the cross so that we can be brought into the family, so that we could be the sons and daughters. We could be uh, restored to that relationship. And that sealed a covenant. So in in communion, when we are sharing the Holy Eucharist, we're saying this is the blood of the Mm -hmm. new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many. This is what brings us and binds us together in a covenantal relationship. A marriage covenant is that very understanding. So when we come together, we're saying, no matter what, this is we are being bound together in the sight of God, uh, so that in in rich or poor, in sickness or in health, that we would be together. It's a binding of a relationship, and that's what we have to remember with God. This is there's a binding, and it was sealed by the very blood of Jesus Christ that He has brought us into salvation. And so, with all that said, Peter says this: Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. Set your hope on the grace that is brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed in his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, I want to bring that up because the covenant, um, the Wesleyan covenant service is all about uh, recommitting ourselves mm-hmm. to the relationship with God and to recommit ourselves to be holy, to be the children of God, to live like the children of God. And so in that covenantal prayer, we see things like, Lord, even if I have nothing, even if I'm empty, even if I'm full, even if I have everything, let me be a, a child. Let me praise you. Let me follow after you. Let me be holy. I put myself fully into your hands, even in in suffering or even in good. Um, Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and willingly give you my heart. So, so think about that in light of a New Year's resolution. Like, that's that's a strong resolution. Yeah. Right. Like that's a that's a strong resolution to say no matter what happens, God. I want to commit myself to being holy, to being more full of your Holy Spirit um, so that in in ups and downs, in full times, in, in times of emptiness, in times of loneliness and struggle, mm-hmm. that I still praise you, I still follow you, I still 
point others towards you, and that's why this this is so important. That's one of the things that I liked. What actually what Chris said uh, on Sunday was, um, you know, people as a kid, you're asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know, and you you, you say, "I want to be the boss or a CEO of a company." You never say, "I want to be a servant" or "I want to be like the yeah. really low hanging fruit yeah. kind of a right. minion type person." But um, it's in this covenant, it's it's like you know what? Let me be that servant. Let yeah. me either. Um, let me have all things or let me have nothing. I mean, you're just yeah. saying whatever your will is. Yeah. Um, you're preparing yourself to say, I'm, I'm willing to accept that yeah. and, and and do as you wish. So yeah. I, that was really good. Yeah, uh, and, that's, and that's, away. that's so big for me because that, that takes away uh, our job careers. It takes away um, standing, society standings. It takes yeah. away households and all kinds of things like that. It just... It again recenters us on mm-hmm. the very relationship that is important, most important over all of those things, and that's our relationship to God. So no matter what's going on, remind me of that relationship. Uh, let that be the center, and let that drive everything else that that takes place, because that's where joy and happiness and love, and that's where those things will come from, is out of that core. Yeah. yeah. So when uh, I guess back to to when when Wesley was traveling around to all these different groups, you know. Um, when would he have people say this prayer? Was it just during those groups or was it something he would say, you know, do this once a, once a year, do this, you know, whenever you gather for this purpose or, or what kind of was, was his purpose, I guess, for his, his charge to these people? Well, I would suspect, um, and I know this to be sh- true, once this is published in his writings, uh-huh. what Wesley, w- Wesley was what we call a practical theologian, meaning... Um, he was not. Uh, he was not set out. His goal was not to just become a systematic theo- theologian. Mm-hmm. Meaning, he's not going to write these huge volumes of theology to try to understand every nuance of the Trinity or whatever. But the theology that he worked out or wrote out was more to see God's kingdom built practically in people. And so, okay. w- when he published things, he published them to give them to his pastors and leaders and the teachers. And this was kind of their their guidelines, mm-hmm. of course, with the Holy Word being primary, but right. but all these other things, some of his sermons and some of his uh, letters and things like that were, were meant to instruct. And, and of course, this, this service was given to these leaders to enact, and so they would do it at other times and mm-hmm. use it as okay. well. But I imagine this prayer would be on the hearts of those leaders quite often. Now, as far as the societies go and the class meetings, those are, those are going to be coal miners and people coming off the streets and just kind of coming into this movement. And so yeah. it, it was important for Wesley to lead that covenant service with them, at least when he met them or was with them so that they could understand how really important this is. And so that God through his grace could, um, could fill them through this service so that they could know that they could hold this relationship, that they could be a part of, mm-hmm. of what God promises them. That makes sense. Yeah. So let me ask you then, what's what's a practical application for us today for using this? Is it like New Year's Day and we're done, or uh, is this something that you would recommend or suggest uh, we come back to regularly? To man, any any prayer. And so uh, actually, the covenant prayer is only one little small piece of the great big liturgy. Mm-hmm. That sanctuary might have seen some of it this past week, uh, but you can look it up online. I would look at it. But any any kind of prayer that continually reminds you and shapes you and forms you into the image of God, uh, I think is something that you could hold on to. I, I love this prayer. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I'll give you another resource. Um, 
there is a song by uh, by Mark Swayze mm-hmm. that we have done called "Come Like a Fire," yeah, and it is written based on this covenant song, and so like it's not doesn't have to be something that you have to hold in your pocket or, yeah. or memorize and write out. There's different ways to do that, but the heart of it is what's important. And there's a reason why it's centered around the first of the year, though, and, and that's where I kind of want to tease this out a little bit, is because this is when we're we're looking at new beginnings and we're re- yeah. you know we're looking at resolutions and goals and um, there's something about t- really the sun goes down and the sun comes up at mm-hmm. the end of the thirty first and then the beginning of the first is just another day, but for us on our calendars, there's something in our hearts or in our minds that tells us. We can, we can set new goals, or this can be new beginnings, and some of that can lead us into disappointment, but some of that I think is kind of cool and, and healthy, and so, so I, I don't know, Jason, what do you think about, like, why do we do resolutions? Like, what, what, what do you think, what do you think resolutions are for us, and why do we come up with these resolutions? It, it's so crazy. I, I, you know, you hear about it every year, and it's really cliche to people, to ask people, oh, do you have what are your resolutions, you know, and, and it's January the 4th. Have you broken all of them or some of them already? And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's your cliche. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to uh, help out more or, or whatever, be better at work. Um, but I think just like all things, we tend to maybe put um, our spirituality and religiosity kind of at the backseat and think of just this, the very uh, superficial resolutions mm-hmm. um that are oh you know i know i need to eat healthier or i need to get to that gym and, and and i think if you kind of let those go and ignore those and and think really inwardly and like what can i really do yeah um that as a resolution yeah that i think it's it's much more impactful um on your life not just how you feel about yourself because, Oh, I feel like I could lose 10 pounds or whatever, Yeah. but it's, um, more, um, your soul. How's your soul doing? You know, and what are you doing with your time and your energy and your, in your, your, your service? So, um, yeah, I've never been one for doing these resolutions and and, and writing them down and then, and then scratching them off as as they go away, uh, which is probably a good thing now that I think about it. So, I never could keep any of them when I was younger, and so I just kind of gave it gave it up. Yeah, yeah. But so so here's here's why this is important for me too is because um, I think that I think that it's good to have goals, and that you should come up with goals to lose yeah, 10 or 15 yeah. pounds if you're overweight, or um, to try and spend more time with your family, mm-hmm. or like family goals and things like that. And that's all that's all fine and good, but don't lose sight of this this resolution mm-hmm. this this calling that we have to be holy and so this covenant service is to say man give god 2018 say you know god i I know there's gonna be ups and downs and i know there's gonna be times of suffering and struggle and difficulty um, but i want to give you 2018 and i i want to expect that you can do something incredible this year um, that you will continue to move in my life Mm -hmm. but i also want to acknowledge those places where i have not positioned myself to be in your grace. And so I want to I want to walk away from those things that pull me away from this covenant that was that was sealed by blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And and I want to walk towards that grace and so that I can continue to become more like uh, your child. And so that's kind of what 
what this is because we are called to be holy. And again, First Peter, First uh, Peter one verse fifteen. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, "Be holy, because I am holy." Mm-hmm. That is important. That's that's why we do the service because it shapes us and forms us. It reminds us of who we are as we go into this year. It's just like any kind of liturgy, just like Advent, where we're going over the hope, joy, peace, and yeah. love that shapes us and forms us. It reminds us of who we are. This is the same thing, that covenantal relationship uh, that God has given up everything so that we can be with him, and, and that's important. So I just encourage you, practically, what does that look like? I think it looks like you know you, you could consider some ways in which you're positioning yourself in his grace, and that could be the disciplines. It could be... Uh, reading scripture, prayer, uh, fasting, meeting a community, mm-hmm. really, again, always encourage you to be in a small group community that's that's uh, encouraging you in love and, and helping you to walk through this um, th- so that you know that you're growing in holiness and that we can talk through some of those things. Um, but consider it with your family. You know, what does it look like for your family to ponder how God's moving in your life? How God's uh, been a part of your day or the week, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe that's a conversation at dinner or, or whatever that looks like. But um, I don't know. I, I just think that, the, that we can all come up with some different ways to consider this. Um, but th- the bottom line is that this has to be number one, right? Like yeah. this has to be of all the resolutions I may come up with. Um, I I pray that they point towards this idea of being holy. So if I decide I want to lose fifteen pounds. It's because God has stewarded me with this this grace of a body, mm-hmm. and He wants me to be healthy and take care of it. And so, to glorify Him, I want to um, take better care of myself. Yeah. So, I pray that all my resolutions and goals point towards this one true calling that God has called us to be holy. That's good. That's a good good, good? way to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So this week we start a new sermon series. Um, so uh, questions I'd like to ask God, yep. and so I'm excited about that. This week is. Uh, do all roads lead to heaven, I believe? Oh, okay. Yeah, so cool. I'm excited about that one and to hear the other preachers that, that are sharing those messages. Um, so a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I'll be leaking out uh, some some information about our, our uh, this series, but also I'm planning on doing a live Q&A for the end of this series in the Vine. Oh, yeah, and I talked about that. Yeah, and so I'm still going to do that. I still okay. want to bring in a moderator and, and give the congregation opportunities to ask questions. Um, and just see how that goes. Yeah, it's terrifying. Anyway, <laughs> I can't so, wait to hear this. Yeah. You pull this off. Yeah. But I have I have seen people in the back uh, of the of the vine uh, writing down things yeah. on those cards and putting them in the basket. Yeah, so that's yeah, really yeah. cool. A I lot, hope you get a lot, a lot, a lot of, of you guys have submitted questions. We've gotten tons, and so some most of these questions will um, come from that. Yeah. But also uh, the the reason why I want to do that live Q and A is for those that we're not able to cover or get to specifically. Uh, we can do that. That'd, that'd be Saturday. great if you whip that whiteboard out like you had on the Saturday 515. Put it up there. Okay, cool. <laughs> Might happen. All right, John. Well, I'm glad you survived the first week of fatherhood. Yes. And uh, you've got um, more, many more miles ahead. Yes. Yeah. It's a long road. Awesome. We're excited. All we're right. We're very excited for you. Thank you all. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.